Calvin. Fine is. What's good, Brody? Well, so nothing much, man. I'm 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 actually trying to get my my uh my online business back up and running. I'm yeah, I saw you post that today with the shirts and everything with the logo yeah. on it. Yeah, that's tough. that's tough. You got anything? Uh, yeah, for the shirt, man. You got anything on the back of it, or do you just have the um, the logo on the front? Uh, I get the logo on the front, and I'm working on just uh, some other stuff. But like, that's my that's like the basic shirt. There's other stuff on there. Okay, but, good. But yeah. yeah, get get some you know podcast merch for the people. Yeah, I might have to make a podcast uh, section of it. You might have to, bro. You might have to. People need their merch for this, so. What have you been up to? Man, nothing, dude. Just work. Um, You know, the usual routine, work, work out probably after, all that good stuff. Uh, today I work from home, uh, but I'm in the office tomorrow, so, and on Friday, so that's my work schedule for the rest of the, uh, rest of the week. What's up with you in school and everything? Man, bro, I'm barely making it. <laughs> bro, I'm supposed to be doing all this. I got four or five things I need to be doing. And I've been, like, kind of working on two of them. I got, bro, it's just too much right now. Yeah, and, plus it's coming, and plus it's getting closer to, like, the end of the semester and everything. So, you know, it's kind of, yeah, did y'all have uh, midterms already? Yeah, yeah, we just had them. Yeah, at least you know you're halfway done, so that's a good thing about it. So, I just got to make it the Thanksgiving break. Yeah, facts. And then you'll be back here and just chilling. And then back to the grind when the new year starts. So That's the plan. All right, let's rock into these announcements. So, first few announcements I have is, is dedicated to the listeners and supporters that we got. Because we are officially international. Overseas. So, IG <laughs> Talks, we got, so li- li- I got a list of all the listeners where they're coming from. And we got listeners in Canada, uh, United Kingdom, Indonesia, Mexico, Ecuador, France. Uh, y- uh, is it <laughs> Myanmar? Myanmar? I'm not, Something I'm not like familiar, that. I'm not familiar with that country, so. No disrespect, but I just don't know how to pronounce that. Or yeah, it's like Myanmar or something like that. And then Germany, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Cyprus, Ireland, France, and Bangladesh. So I'd like to give a big shout out to all our international listeners. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. We really let's, do. Let's keep growing. And speaking of growing, we've hit a milestone. We've got over 500 streams, plays, listens, whatever you want to call them. We're over, we were over 500 a few days ago. So we're even further over after that so big shout out to listeners and supporters out there and so now we're going to get into some to some fun activities that we're going to try to do it's kind of semi-interactive with our fans so me and calvin are going to do a virtual kind of a virtual book club it sounds that sounds super cheesy but what we're doing is uh me and calvin are going to start a book so we got this book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Okay. It's kind of like a mental self-improvement kind of mental health kind of book. And what we're going to do is at the end of each month, we're going to go over the book. So I got, I got the audio book just because my schedule, it's easier for me to listen. Calvin has the hard copies. So if you, if you, 
want to get the audio book, you can. If you want to get the hard copy, you can. But we're going to – basically, you got a month to read it before we go over the summary. Mm-hmm. And it, depending on the books, if some books are thick, we'll, we'll do, obviously do more than a, than a more than a month. But that's how it's basically going to go. So every couple of weeks, we'll talk about what's going on and kind of for the people that don't want to buy the book but still want to know what's about and like the, the tips and advice from the book, we'll still go over that stuff. But if you want, you can, you can kind of read it with us and uh, yeah, follow us on our journey of just reading slash listening to a bunch of different books. And the thing, what I've been doing too, uh, what I've been doing uh, just on my time and everything, every uh, chapter that I've read so far, I'm on, I'm actually on chapter three right now of the book that we're reading right now. What I do, I give like a little summary of every um, every uh, chapter and everything. Just my personal things, you know, takeaways, all that stuff that I, you know, kind of took away from that chapter. And I'm just compiling it into like, you know, uh, from chapter one to I think the book has like 13 chapters, I think. But I'm going to go from chapter one all the way down to the last one. Just re- uh, just a review on my end. And, uh, you know, people can comment on it, you know, agree, disagree and all that stuff. But I'll do that after, you know, we get done finish reading the book and everything you know i guess i'll give that to you finders or something or i'll do it or whatever the the uh the structure may be or whatever it is yeah yeah we got time so everybody if you want it's called who is it by um uh, mark mark manson i believe i want to say yeah it's mark a- manson yeah all right so mark manson it's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck and uh, I believe it's fourteen ninety nine on iBook because I just listened to it on iBook. But I'm, you can order on Amazon if you want the hard copy or the Kindle, whatever. But we'll do the summary at the end of November. Mm-hmm. So since it's the 20th, we only got 10, 11 days left this month. We'll just get, get you some time to get the book, get started. And then the end of November, we'll do the summary. All mm-hmm. right. And then so, yeah. And don't be my... Spartan noting no uh no uh the chapters neither. No, so. we're we're all natural. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the people that, that joined and stuff. Yeah. But... <laughs> all right, that's all I got for my announcements. For your announcements? Yeah. Fine. What's up? Fine, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, my bad. I think I had a little connection drop or whatever, but we good. Man, I know, man. It's always a struggle with this internet, but <laughs> but anyways, man. Uh, Nathan Moran, uh, shout out to Nathan Moran, man. Uh, he got his own podcast with Asa Duvall. Um, Nathan is actually uh, a head basketball, not a head basketball coach, but assistant basketball coach at Lee. I believe Asa is on the. Um, TSU uh, men's coaching staff. I think he's a video coordinator. I don't know Asa, but um, he's also from Williamson County. Went to Brentwood and everything. So uh, shout out to them. Their podcast is uh, Mind of a Coach. Obviously, I said that they were uh, basketball coaches or on um, uh, basketball college basketball coaching staff. Basically, what they talk about is more you know geared to basketball and uh, just their thoughts and. You know, experiences that they had uh, during their basketball careers in high school, uh, college, and now they're into their uh, careers now. So it's a good podcast to listen into, especially, you know, if you're a young athlete just trying to get different perspective of just coaching styles and all that. So 
Shout out to them, man. It's a dope podcast. Go, uh, uh, you know, listen to their uh, stuff. They're on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, go to my page and everything. I follow them. Go give them a follow and, you know, just hit them up. Great podcast, man. That's what's up. Now, story time. You ain't got no story time, dude? Nah, bro. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, not this week. I'll be, I'll be, during the week, I'll be thinking, like, what, what, what's something I can tell that's not just, you know, that's entertaining. That's just, that's not just me talking, but. Yeah. So I've had, I got so many stories. I don't know what's entertaining and what's not. See, so I gotta, I got a lot of, see, see, the thing with me, I got a lot of stories, but some of them, I don't think they're inappropriate, are appropriate, but, <laughs> and plus, I'm not trying to get nobody in trouble, too. So, but, anyways, man, uh, let's jump into yeah. this, uh, this story time about me back when I, I think I was like six or seven or something like that. So a little background. Um, I used to go uh, to Michigan almost like every summer uh, all the way up until I think sophomore year. So every summer, uh, I think I used to go up there when I was five all the way to sophomore yeah, year in high school. And then, um, so anyways, I go up there when I was like six or seven. I don't remember what actually age I was, but anyways, it's me and my cousin. We're outside throwing football and everything, right? <laughs> Mind you, I have a cousin uh, and everything, too, that's inside. So we're outside throwing football. You know, we're out there for a good minute. You know, we get tired. want to go back inside. So my cousin that's inside had locked the door. So she locked us out, right? So, you know, we're outside just banging the door, just banging. She comes to the door. And you know how, like, uh, you know, how like you know, uh, front doors and everything have, like, the little glass circle or whatever where you can see? Like, they we didn't have a people. It was just, like, a, a big circular, like, glass thing that you can see out of. So, yeah. So, we're banging. <laughs> so, you can just imagine us, dude, just banging on the door, just, like, let us in, let us in. She gets to the uh, window, and she's, like, like, taunting us, like, you know, knocking back at us and stuff. And when she knocks back, she breaks the glass, right? <laughs> she, she breaks the glass. Side note, side note, side note about my uncle. My uncle is this 6'5", like 240, 250 Vietnam vet, bro. Like, so you already know what he's on, you know. So, right, yeah. <laughs> so she based on, she's talking about, she knocks on it, and she breaks it. She runs to the back. <laughs> And the only thing I hear is my uncle yelling. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, bro, we are done. <laughs> so, anyways, our uncle comes to the door and everything, opens up the door. I'm not going to repeat what he said, but he said a lot of F-words, F-bombs, all that stuff. Next thing I know, I get the royal ass beating of my life, finest. Like, I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> bro, like, you know, like, you know them, how do I describe it? You know them belts that have the big ass, like, the the belt buckle or whatever, but it's like it's not it's, it's like heavy. Like if you take it off the yeah. belt buckle, it, it got some weight to it, bro. <laughs> I got two lashes, bro, on my ass when it hit the uh, the belt buckle came across, bro. That probably was the worst pain I have ever had in my whole entire life for something that I didn't even do, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's my story time. So <laughs> gotta ask. That's the worst when you when you get caught in the gravity of. Somebody else's uh BS, yeah, yeah, man. The and the thing about it too, about two weeks later, because I when I used to stay up there, I used to stay up there for like months, like a month or two months at a time. About two weeks later, she comes up and she tells uh, my uncle what really happened and everything. So just so just imagine how I'm feeling, bro. <laughs> 
hurt. Hurt, bro. Hurt to the core. Oh, now I got I got a story that made me think of a story. <laughs> All right. So this is a story about me and Kylan. I don't know if Trey was born yet. I'm I'm ten years older than. No, nah, he was born. He was born. I'm ten years older than Trey, but he's little, little, little. Like I'm little? probably like two. Like said, he's like I, I got it. I'm think I think I'm like thirteen or fourteen, so he's either three or four. So he's like he 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 don't remember. He can't remember like from back then, right? But uh, so it was. It's in the summer. It's around Fourth of July because we had some some leftover fireworks, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember me and Kylan were home the majority of the day because in the summer, because uh, yeah, this is like seventh grade, so we were old enough to stay home. And, you know, we just kept all doors. Like we were old enough to stay home by ourselves, right? We're seventh, eighth grade, because it, it's somewhere around 14, 15. I don't think I was twelve or thirteen. But anyway, that's besides the point. So I get a fight. Oh, this is gonna be. <laughs> so I get a. So I get a firework, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm messing around like with Cal, like oh, I'm a light it, I'm a light it. He's like, no, you're not. So I'm a light it. You don't think I'm a light it? He's like, you're you're not gonna light it. You're inside. We're, we're inside, right? We're in the house. So I'm playing around with him. I light it. And then I throw in the sink and turn the water on because I'm thinking that the water's going. I was like, uh uh-huh. I was like, put it in his face, and I threw it in the sink real quick and turned the water on, thinking <laughs> that it was gonna, uh, <laughs> it was gonna put out the firework. So you know how my house is set up, right? Have you have the kitchen, and it kind of, it's like a square. It leads into the living room. Oh, it was in the house. Right? It was in the house in Spring Hill. Yes, oh. this is this is in top. Yeah, this is top station. I thought this was you were Jackson. <laughs> No, 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 no. I wouldn't. It wasn't that. I was like second grade. Oh, okay. And so I'm walking from the kitchen to the living room. I hear a. <laughs> <laughs> and it shoots right past my face. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, snap. And so, you know, there's a little delay. And, and like, it's it's a, it's not a big fight. It's a bottle rocket, right? Uh-huh. So you know, there's like a little delay. It's like a. Sh- and then it's a pop. So it goes. Sh- and it lands. So we, the kitchen is tile, and at this point, the carp, the floor in the living room is carpet, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I see it land on the carpet, and then there's a long pause, and I'm just staring at it like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it goes, bah! <laughs> and so me and kind of like ducked, like, like somebody threw a grenade. We like jumped and ducked. I look, giant black, like black... <laughs> Smudge from the fireworks on the carpet, <laughs> and my, I'm like, "Oh no!" And then Kylan's like, "Oh, mom and dad's gonna kill you." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit!" I'm freaking out, right? I'm like, "Oh, my parents gonna kill me!" Like, at like, you know, carpet's hard to keep up with, and so I, my parents are were they tried to keep the carpet clean, so like we couldn't eat in the living room. At, well, now we can because everything's hardwood floor. But like back then, we couldn't eat in the living room. We couldn't have any drinks in the living room because we had a like we had like a bright, you know, like a gray carpet. So it's not like it was a dark carpet. It was like a bright, normal looking carpet. So there's this giant black spot <laughs> on the carpet, bro. When I tell you, I've never scrubbed carpet so hard in my. So I go get like all kind of cleaners and like uh, uh like pet spray, yada yada yada. All, I just go get all kinds of stuff. And so I'm cleaning it, and it, I get it. It's all clean. Here's the problem. <laughs> the carpet's old. So it's so clean, this spot on the carpet is too clean. 
Like this spot on the carpet is damn near white, <laughs> and the rest of the carpet is like a gray. <laughs> so I'm like, now I'm like, it's too obvious something happened here because it's too clean. So then I tried to dirty it up to match the the same like age of the carpet. But so I was so nervous. <laughs> he, he literally tried every possible way how to solve to solve this, and it just was not. Bro, working. I was I was sweating because like. Because at first, I'm like, oh, this black's not coming out. I got it to come out, but I, I messed up because I used bleach. I used the cleaner with bleach to get it out. So once it came out, the carpet is bleach white, <laughs> and the carpet natural color isn't white. So I'm like, well, now this isn't even the same color. So now I'm getting, like, older rags and, like, socks, and I'm trying to, like, rub the sock into the carpet to, like, make it back to, like, a darker gray or whatever. But parents never found out, so... <laughs> I figured it out <laughs> to this day. I hope they'll listen to this. <laughs> they they listening, bro. <laughs> I'm telling on myself, but uh, that that's my story. Now I remember Kylie. He was he was scared that he was gonna get a whooping just being in the gravity. This was reminding me of being in the gravity of of my bullshit. <laughs> so he just went upstairs the rest of the day. <laughs> it like, went, it no went off. He he ducked. He it went off. He looked. It was like, oh, mom and dad gonna kill you. He went upstairs <laughs> and closed the door to his room. <laughs> and I'm downstairs sweating, trying to get there. I'm like, Cal, I come help. Like, nope. No, no, no. I don't think so. Uh, was uh, not Fires. Kyle was not taking no L's that day, bro. He was not going nah, for it. I don't blame him. I'm the same way. I'm not taking a single L, not for somebody else, <laughs> especially something like that. Oh man. Yeah, your parents, just, yeah, once you get back in town, your parents going to be like, fine, we need to talk. <laughs> and you know it's going to be about. <laughs> Look, hey, the carpet gone now. It's all hardwood. So oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let bygones be bygones now. <laughs> Facts. You, uh, we ready for your sports? Oh, man, are we ever. This is my favorite section of the sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, uh, LaMelo. LaMelo Ball. Yeah, put some respect. Yeah, my fault. Because in the notes, you put Melo. My fault, my fault, my bad. Don't, come on now. My bad, my bad. I forgot, I forgot. But uh, LaMelo signs with uh, Puma. How how, how you think about that, man? Well, first of all, do you know how, do you know how big the contract is? Uh, that I do not Does it say? I do not know that, but we can uh, do a little quick search, you know. So, uh, Puma. Contract. Oh, it doesn't say. It just says multi-year. Oh my gosh! Hold up, wait. It, it, it's hundred million. Ooh. Private private jet is included in the deal. I think it's a good move for him. <laughs> just because you heard the hundred million of private jet. Well, <laughs> well, I was gonna say that regardless. But think about it. Everybody signing with Nike, and. You know, I kind of respect the guys that don't sign with Nike because they want to be different. Exactly. Now, if it was me, I would obviously, you know, me and Jordan's, I would, I if I had an option, I'm signing with Nike and I'm trying to do deals with Jordan, have make my own like Jordan ones, kind of like they do like the off, the off white. Yeah, they have my own Jordan one collab. If it was me, but you know, you're talking a hundred mil with uh, a private jet included, but that aside, you know. Basketball players aren't really into Puma. Yeah. So, you know, LaMelo could be that Michael Jordan for Puma. Be Because, you know, nobody was really rocking with Nike before MJ came in. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, it's a conglomerate. 
So I feel like, you know, LaMelo, if he has that mind, now I don't know his reasoning, but me looking at it, I think it'd be a good move if he can be that guy to make Puma like that that next thing or at least make it a bigger. Kind of like uh, Kawhi with, with, what is it? Uh, New Balance. New Balance. And you remember when like, um, D-Way was with uh, Converse? I think it was Converse. Yeah, and then John, exactly. And then all John Wall had the, the, his little uh, shoe deal with Reebok when he came out with those. Yeah, Allen Iverson had his with Reebok. Yep. So I, um, I feel like too. And another thing too, Puma is fairly, very, very new to the basketball scene. Like Deion, exactly. Like um, so he could be that guy. Exactly. But there's obviously some other, you know, well-known names in the NBA like DeMarcus Cousins, Marcus Smart, Kyle Kuzma, Marvin Bagley, uh, Terry Rozier. Uh, I already said DeAndre Aiden. Um, Skyler Diggins Smith and Michael Porter uh, Jr. are all also um, Puma. With Puma, yeah, they're also with Puma. So I mean, they have names that are already known in the NBA. You- oh, so he might just be. He's just joining the wave yeah. before it gets before it takes off. Yeah, be a part of that movement. Yeah, definitely. So I salute him on that, man. I didn't think he was actually going to go to like Puma or anything. I thought he's going to go to like maybe like obviously you know Nike. Possibly sure. Jordan, Adidas, and all that, but Puma, I was just like, wow. But it, it's not a big shocker to me now that I looked up. You know, the people that are obviously uh, under that and everything. So good, uh, yeah, good choice, good choice. I would say. Um, and when I was uh, speaking of the sh- with shoe deals, I will say this. It's kind of a side note. I'm not gonna lie. I've never been a New Balance fan. No, I'll say this. They're comfortable. I've, I've. I've had on a pair of New Balances, but I don't wear New Balances. I, as a kid, I had a pair. I don't have any now. But what I will say is, before Kawhi, I don't think I ever would have looked at a pair of New Balances and been like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. those are clean. I have seen some New Balances with Kawhi that don't look too bad. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to go out and buy a pair, but what I'm saying is they're starting to look more attractive as a, a basketball shoe mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So, you know, you get the right creative mind in there and they, you know, cause you know, those guys are putting their own little touches on shoes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They get the right guy in there. They, that's a creative enough. Puma must around and, and, and draw some business. I think. And, and the way that it's looking, dude, by the people they already signed, they signed LaMelo. You know, LaMelo already had his own shoe before, you know, the Puma deal. So, you know, he's going to. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the big baller brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had his own shoe and everything. So. Yeah, but those aren't affordable. Let's be honest. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When when the prices came out on those, I was just like, yeah, I don't even want to look in that direction. Maybe it's like a designer shoe that's cool, but I'm not paying six hundred dollars for to for shoes to hoop it. Yeah, like no, no, no. It's no, still no. like if they were designer, I don't wear designer shoes. Like I, I just exactly. don't do that's, that. <laughs> I just don't. That's not his market. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do designer shoes. I'm just saying, if they were designer shoes, I still wouldn't buy them. So. <laughs> but uh yeah man shout out to Lamelo on that man big ups to him all that uh but um Pacers sign uh well not sign they hire Nate I don't even know how to pronounce his last name to be honest <laughs> but I don't I don't even <laughs> but no the Pacers sign uh Nate uh I'm just gonna call him Nate B just so I don't know how to pronounce his last name but uh a little background about him he was assistant coach uh with the Suns back in 2015 to 17. And then he was recently uh, just with Nick Nurse uh, with the Raptors and everything like that. So, um, yeah, 
Patriots got them a new coach and everything. I really thought that uh, what's that girl's name that it was like a few podcasts ago that we we're talking about that was getting interviewed for it. She was one of Greg Popovich's assistants. Yeah, I was about to say you're talking about Greg Popovich, uh, the assistant coach for the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was gonna you know have a good um, a good chance of getting it, but obviously not. But um, you know, I yeah, I hope uh, Becky Hammond. Yeah, Becky Hammond. Yeah. I hope she gets a head coaching job. To be honest, I hope she does too, man. I feel like she's 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 more than qualified, in my personal opinion. Definitely, definitely. Just with her resume, and then obviously being under Greg Popovich, so that's always that's always uh good. But uh, man, you hear about the uh the treatment Kawhi got from the Clippers? You hear about that? No. Uh-uh. So man, um, I'm just going off about like you know things I see on Instagram and everything. Uh, and all that, but um, so supposedly Pat Bev, Montrez Harrell, and uh, Lou Will said that uh, Leonard was permitted to take games off to manage his body, and he lived in San Diego, which often led to you know uh, late flights and everything. So I, I'm assuming from what they're saying, and obviously Lou Williams came out and said none of that was true. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, obviously because I don't have the inside sources, but. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, sounds like there's been, I guess Kawhi got, you know, a little of a, a treatment, I guess, from the whole, um, you know, as soon as he, you know, landed in L.A. and stuff. You think that was a possibility? You think Doc Rivers, you know, kind of gave him a little uh, bit, you know, th- you know, the, the special treatment or favorite player treatment, yeah. you know? Uh, well, here's what I will say. Do I believe it's possible? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do I believe that that it matters? I don't think it matters because you got to think about Kawhi's. That's that's your number one. That's that's your that's your franchise player. Yeah, y'all didn't get him and, just the y'all got him for exactly, a reason. <laughs> exactly, because because if LeBron was on, if LeBron, KD, Steph Curry, James Harden, if they were all on that same energy, I don't think it'd be that big of a problem. But obviously, because the Clippers kind of fell short, they're make the media wants to make it a problem. Mm-hmm. But you look at Kawhi, you talking about solid, consistent. It didn't affect his game. You could talk about the last two games and the those last two games out of the entire season. You could bring up, but we're talking the two games out of the entire season minus those games. You're talking about solid, consistent. So. My thing is, if it's not affecting his game and his play, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Exactly. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And you know, they they invested millions into this man. So your whole offseason treat- was dedicated to getting him and Paul George. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> like he's he's the golden child. He's going to be treated like the golden child. I, I don't know why these other guys are kind of. I don't know if they're if the rumors are true. Is what I'm saying. I'm I'm talking. I feel like I'm talking as if. That's this is the truth, but if the rumors were true, I don't see why they're so butthurt about it. Because it's like, what do you come on now? It's Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. His resume speaks for itself too. So exactly, <laughs> his resume speaks for itself. He got a championship in the Western and the Eastern. So you're very saying, hard to do. Yeah, very hard to do, especially, and he still got a, a good amount of years left too. So we don't know what we'll get from him. So. Now, speaking of uh, – we were talking about coaches earlier. Uh, Tyron Lue, speaking of Clippers, five-year deal with the Clippers? Ooh. I'm not sure what it's worth, but 
that's pretty interesting to me, especially since it's a five-year deal. Now, I thought they were signing for a three, but that five, exactly, that yeah, five makes it seem a little shorter. interesting. Because, because now, what do you think that does for the dynamic? Because if you sign a coach, all, all right, so you have this team that you expect to win a finals with after one year of being together. And then you, you, your coach, this, you know, let's, let's be honest. I don't care what, how you feel about this past season. Doc Rivers is a great coach. Yeah. So you have this great coach, you have this great team, you fall short and it feels like they're in panic mode and they're just going to, you know, blow up the roster and start to rebuild. Right. But you hire a coach for a, I'd say it's a medium length contract, maybe not long, but you hire them for a medium length five year contract. Do you think that they're gonna that they're thinking about keeping them together instead of freaking out? Or what do you think this this signing uh, will do for the dynamic in terms of trading or or guys leaving or going? Um, like like you said, I don't. They're not. I don't think they're in a rebuild mode. They're definitely not. I don't see that one bit obviously they're going to make changes to the roster hopefully from the the point guard spot because i really i really want to see patrick beverly out of there i'm not a patrick beverly <laughs> hater i'm not a patrick beverly hater but you getting paid three uh we're, yeah we're, we're being we're being realistic he statistically he didn't do much yeah like you're getting paid three uh why well, keep on saying that three years 40 million dude and you're not putting up the numbers or anything you're just barking at people and not doing nothing Nah, get him out of here. You can use that money for something else. Gotta but, go. Yeah, but um, I really think that is more of, and you got to take this into account too. It's his first year. It's gonna be his first year. So, don't get upset if the same thing happens again that happened this year. You know. So yeah, that's my thing too. You got to give coaches a little bit of time to, you know, put the things that they want in into place and then you know let it see how that that goes the course and the results of it but um yeah man i think it's just right now i think they just need just a few solid pieces to fit that puzzle to give them i guess the image that they want to you know bring out next year or um, next season and everything so so yeah that's my point on that yeah i feel like i feel like fans and people in the front office, like general managers and maybe owners, I feel like sometimes they get too impatient. Yeah, because they want the results now, especially. They from... want it because they think you get these. Now, obviously, I understand to an extent if you put together a team like that, you expect them to be, you know, to be with it and expect to, you know, can, like, let's be honest. They didn't have a bad overall. They didn't have a bad season. They no. finished second, uh, second in the West before the playoffs. And then, Grandy, also, I mean, I guess you could kind of take into account the shutting down the bubble and throwing them off rhythm, and it, it was a different game. I guess you could say that. But overall, if you look at it, they had a good year. And then, But you also got to remember these guys, there's chemistry that still has to be built. So it might take more than a year, even with a solid team. Just going back to 20 – was it 2011? with Or, yeah, 2011 with Miami – Everybody was like, when LeBron, Bosh, D-Wade, all them dudes got together, everybody's like, oh, they're going to win, they're going to win, yeah. So like, they lost. <laughs> they Now, they did go to the finals, but in my head, I was like, in my head, I didn't think they would win it that first year because it might take a year for them to get acclimated. And then you also got, you might have those three all-stars, but you still need a bench. 
Yeah. And games now, maybe back then you didn't really need a bench, but nowadays with the super team, you need a bench. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have one, but what they do, they Ray Allen, they went and got uh uh what's his name? Uh Mike Miller. Mm-hmm. They they got uh they went and got a bunch of was Birdman wasn't on that team, but was he? Was he the backup center? I, I don't remember, but but I they wanna say a, so. I wanna say they, so, but yeah, they sure. went and got a solid bench. So now what especially the Clippers, what they need to do is go get a solid bench, like a solid second five, mm-hmm. and then build from what they have. Don't don't freak out. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, I agree with you on that, hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Now, man, oh, weed is getting interesting right here. Do you agree with the Heat going all in on Giannis? Look, here, here's my thing. At first, I'm no. Well, no, no, no. At first, I don't know. Listen, here's my thing. I'm I'm not a Heat fan, but I love interesting basketball. I love basketball. I love the game as a whole. So I'll literally watch anything. But I want it interesting. Because what I do know is if Giannis stays at Milwaukee, it's not as interesting as if he goes to the Heat. But here's the problem if he goes to the Heat. The Heat are going to have to give up. Now, will this be a tr- – my question is, will this be a trade or will he be a free agent I is the question. I think Giannis is a free a, a free agent. Okay. I, I want to say he is because – um, Yeah, that's I, – I can never remember throwing their last contract year or not. Let me see. I'm looking it up right now. Because – oh, yeah, this is his last year. So he's a free agent right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that being said, okay, so that changes everything because obviously, if he wasn't a free agent, they'd have to trade, and the Heat would have had to give up everything but Butler and maybe Dragic and Hero. Everybody else would have to go, and some draft picks, and some draft picks. But him as a free agent, that's interesting because it's get interesting. But then, because you got all right, so if he goes to the Heat, who's the starting five, right? So mm-hmm. at point guard, you're gonna run Dragic, right? Mm-hmm. And then the shooting guard, who are you running? Man. See, then if if you run, and then if you go to the obviously Jimmy's three, the three, then at the four, who are you running? Robinson, maybe. But the thing about it is, if you do that, then are you putting? Hey. So are you gonna put Giannis at the five or the four and put Bam out? See, that's the thing. You obviously, to with the best lineup, you'd either have to move you, – you'd have to have Giannis at the four and then Bam at the five or vice versa. But I guess you'd have Giannis at the four in that situation. Yeah. But, like, it, it would be super interesting because what's also interesting is I saw earlier two days ago or earlier this week, the Warriors are all in on trying to get Giannis. So – if the if the Warriors get Giannis, then it's oh it, it's it's pretty much a done deal. Warriors are going to end up doing like either a back to back or a three peat. Yeah, like that that's a done deal. Now if Miami gets Giannis, that's a solid team. I think if Miami gets Giannis, Miami's going to win one or two in the next three or four years. Yeah, I can see that definitely. But I want out of the two though. I want Miami to get Giannis instead of uh, 
instead of the Warriors. I, and the, that's the thing too. Like the Warriors get him, that's just gonna take the fun out of it because it's just gonna be. Oh, it, it should be too easy. It, yeah, this is gonna be too easy. Like Steph, Clay, Giannis. That's two, not two of the two of the the best shooting three point shooters in the game, and then the most dominant big man in the game. Come on now. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you got to think about, you know, Draymond, too, because he's a part of that puzzle, too. So I guess. I mean, he I mean, I mean, you got to put him on there, man. Like he was the original three with them. So, yeah, he is. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I think he'll end up being a better player in that lineup because he'll play the four instead of the five. Because you're going to have you're going to have to put Yon's at the five with the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you. You can have him at the five, but still run him as a four. Like you know how you know how basketball is. It's just a number that doesn't really mean anything nowadays in basketball. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, this next one was kind of interesting. I'm not gonna lie to you. Which one? okay, so the next the next three. So this, all right, so look, Chris Paul is obviously free agent, and he's a pivotal player right now in free agency. So right now, the Knicks are looking at getting Chris Paul. And then I've heard rumors that if Chris Paul goes to the Knicks, that Melo is going to follow Chris Paul to the Knicks. Don't do that, Melo. But wait, R.J. Barrett is – don't let – look, the Knicks might have been out of the playoffs, but don't forget, R.J. Barrett balled this year. It might not have been rookie of the year, but he's out there balling. Now – I get what you're saying. I'm the same way. I want him to go to a team where he can just where he can just go ahead and get a ring. But mm-hmm. think about it. If he go, if Melo goes to the Knicks, he's gonna turn around. He's gonna be the number one guy scoring wise. He's gonna have to be. And so, because you know, in Portland, he's the number three. Now, mm-hmm. mentally, I think he's able to play the one, be the number one, two, or three scorer. But if he goes to the Knicks, I feel like he'll start producing a lot better. And he'll still be able to play at a high level because he won't be the third guy. Because this mm-hmm. man, he averaged 16 points this year, 16 points a game this year, and I think close to 20 points a game in the playoffs as the number three score. And you also got to think he had Dame as the number one. Man went stupid all year, shoot from half court all year. Bunch of touches. You got CJ McCollum, 20-plus points a game, going stupid all year as the number two, a bunch of touches. Melo, he doesn't get that many touches, but still averaging close to 20 points a game. So if you look at it, he That sounds really, like he's efficient too. He doesn't he's get that many a lot, touches. Exactly. He's got a lot more efficient and he's actually playing defense. So it would be really interesting. As long as he plays next year, I don't care what team he's on. As long as he doesn't get blackballed out of the league again, I'm cool. As long as he's playing on a team. I don't really care where. I would just rather him go to a team where he can actually get a ring because I don't think that happens with the Knicks. But we said that with OKC, but what did Chris Paul do? He said, hold my beer. <laughs> let me get this team that's not even expected to make it to the playoffs and let me go ahead and get the fifth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay, Chris Paul. Now, if you take Chris Paul doing that with an R.J. Barrett talent next to him at the guard with a Hall of Famer Melo still able to shoot and actually playing defense now down in the four, which he'll probably pay the four or the three, either or. You get what I'm saying? We never know. Will they win the finals? Highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll yeah. definitely compete. Definitely. Now, 
Lakers are looking at getting Chris Paul, which that's more interesting. That's even more interesting to me because Lakers are looking at getting Chris Paul and or D Rose. So now I'm trying to figure it out because they got Rondo, right? Now, mm-hmm. I believe Rondo is a free agent this year. He's going to unrestricted uh, free agency. Same thing with Caldwell Pope. Correct. So my thing is, I guess, because I thought Rondo, especially in the playoffs, he he stepped up. Because mm-hmm. we were, I believe we said earlier in a podcast that the Lakers need another guy, a third man to step up and, you know, step up and be the third man, the third option to make plays because they don't have that outside of LeBron and, and AD because they kind of struggled a little bit. And what he that's what he did. He stepped up, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to reward him by not re-signing him? And then why go for Chris Paul, Andy Rose? They play the same position. Yeah. that That's also more confusing. Unless they're trying to replace Caldwell Pope and uh, Rondo and then have Chris start and D Rose as the number two uh, point guard, then I guess you do that to have depth because D Rose would be a great asset off the bench. Mm-hmm. So it's all super, it's just super interesting to me. What What do you think about what the Lakers are trying to do and then what the Knicks could potentially be doing? Um, I'm gonna start with the Knicks first. First thing, I don't want Chris Paul to go to the Knicks. I just feel like that's <laughs> like I, I I just feel like that's just a curse. You know, yeah, I mean, just like it seems like if you're on the end of your career and you're still trying to play, and the Knicks offer you, and that's your only offer, that's where you go. Like you know, it's just right. kind of like the tail end of your career. That's where you go. Another thing, I don't, I honestly don't know why Melo would want to go back to the Knicks just because what the fan base and, you know, the fans there had said about him when he was there. So I don't know why he would want to go back to that. I don't know why. That's just my personal opinion. I wouldn't want to go back to – I wouldn't want to go back to – Well, the only thing I can think of, you know, Melo and CP3 are, like, best – boys. You know, Melo, yeah. LeBron, and Chris Paul, they're, like, best buds. Like, those are, like, the homies. The banana like, boat. Exactly. That's the only thing I could think of is, like, oh, I'm a free agent. And then Chris Paul's like, hey, man, I'm about to sign with the Knicks. Come with me, man. Like, we can do this thing. And then he's, you know, Melo's like, well, what they talking about? Because remember earlier, uh, and I believe earlier there was a rumor where uh, Melo was asked about uh, if the Knicks was, were trying to get him, would he go back? And he was like, uh, I'll have to see who's there. Or something, like, something along the lines of like that. So it's like, I think he would go back under the right circumstances or situations. And I think Chris Paul going there is the right situation. But mm-hmm. I think it's just because that's his best bud, and they probably have enough chemistry between the two of them, even though they've never actually played together. But you know how guys are. You ain't got to play with somebody in the NBA to have chemistry with them because I'm sure yeah. they, do, they do pick up and train together. So that, that chemistry alone right there would be enough to compete. So that's the only reason I can think of of him wanting to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I just don't want him to, <laughs> my personal opinion. But – um, but if he does, I, I, I already got two Knicks jerseys that's got mellow names on, so I ain't even got to buy another jersey. I have a jersey for every team he's been on, uh, <laughs> except for when he was with Atlanta for like two days when they bought him out just so he could be a free agent. I don't even think they made jerseys to be honest. They they made one jersey and they and it was Mellow's jersey, and they gave it to him, and he made 25 million in one day. Jesus, so that jersey was worth 25 mil because they because they. They made that one jersey for him, and he got it framed. I, I follow him on Instagram. He got it framed and everything, and I was trying to go online and see if they were actually making them, mm-hmm. and they weren't. So I was I was disappointed, but every other team but that. 
Dang. But um, the Lakers, Chris Paul, and D. Rose, yeah, man, it, it's just weird to me. I don't know why they want to, you know, they're not going to try to at least keep, you know, Rondo or anything. Um, out of that, two, out of both of those guys right there, I honestly would go with Chris Paul. If it not, Let's think about it. If Rondo did stay and everything he signed with them again, I would definitely say I would go with try to get in Chris Paul first. And then if that doesn't work out, then I'll try to go get D Rose. But I feel like the Chris Paul thing is probably the best, the best thing for them because, like you said, they did need another piece, and it has to come from a guard position because you know AD, sure. AD's running the four, the four or five, whatever position he is in the game. You know LeBron can run damn near any position in the league, so he's so versatile. You don't got to worry about that. But getting an actual point guard, like. The actual point guard that can score, that can play defense, that knows what to do. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's, <laughs> I mean, that's just something I think that needs to happen. You know, if if the opportunity presents itself. So, and let me ask you this: Let's say Chris Paul goes to Lakers. What if Melo tries to follow Chris Paul to the Lakers? See that? See that's when that just becomes just <laughs> that's when it just becomes networking. I feel like. Think of, but think. Of- <laughs> Think well, I, it's possible though. Think about it. So let's say Lakers do end up getting Chris Paul over D Rose, or let's say they somehow get both, whatever, whatever. But Chris Paul's there, Melo unrestricted free agent. So that means he'll he can take, he can accept or deny any amount of money the Lakers offer him, right? Mm-hmm. So that means he doesn't have to be on some fat contract to sign, or he doesn't have to be traded, and the Lakers have to worry about paying out the rest of his contract. He can literally, they can be like, look, we want you. But the only money we can offer you salary cap wise, because we got all these other guys, we just signed Chris Paul, D Rose. Let's say they re-sign Rondo. They're trying to just stack up a bench. It's like the only thing we can offer you is a one-year contract for seven, eight mil. Or like I think vet veteran minimum for him is like six or seven million. Because he's been in the league for 15 plus years. But like let's say they offer him veteran minimum or like one year, $10 million deal, something like that. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Man, it's possible. Because it does, he can accept or decline. Any, so he might take the pay cut L, so he can just go ahead and rack up a ring and get that out the way. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, let's be honest. As much as I hate to say this, he doesn't have a, you know, a lot of years left. So yeah. This, and then he's made his. He's got shoes. He's got his own. Uh, he does this like not really a podcast, but he has this like uh, what's in your glasses. So he's making money off the off the cork. So yeah. money's not the problem. So I feel like he's willing to take veteran minimum for him, which is still like around 10 mil. It's ridiculous. But he's still he's still willing to take veteran minimum to get that ring. I can see that happening. I would honestly, I I'm, would to be honest. And then I, I could get me a Lakers mellow jersey, something I never thought I'd see in my entire life. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um I mean, all those things is a possibility, you know, because him and like, like you said before, him, LeBron, Chris Paul, D Wade, they're all really good friends. So, you know, if they can, you know, strike up a deal or whatever and all that, and it looks good, you know, I think Melo will take it because, like you said, money's really not the option for him right now. He's made his money. He's been in the league for so long and all that. So, he just got to get that ring, and then he'll have, you know, that certification. I feel like so for sure. All right, so for the SEC football stuff, I'm just going to go through the notes real quick because 
it's almost 50 minutes and we still not done with the sports. All right. <laughs> so, so SEC football, I just took down some notable um, SEC football games. So Kentucky beat number 18, Tennessee, not only beat, but destroyed Tennessee, which is ranked 18th at the time. South Carolina beat number 15 in the country, Auburn. Super interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And then Arkansas beat Ole Miss. Now, think about Arkansas. They're having a phenomenal year. The reason why they're having a phenomenal year, I'm going to keep bragging about them every single game. Talked about them last podcast. Right, because that's my that's my coach. He was my D coordinator and my head coach for two years. Uh, coach Odom, Coach Barry Odom. And I, when I tell you this man knows how to run a defense, he knows how to run a defense. So, shout out to Arkansas. They balling out. Even though I'm not supposed to be for them because technically they're our rivals, but I don't care. (laughs) Uh, A&M beat Mississippi State. Bama, first of all, they start off a little rough, but Bama looks good. Yeah, Waddle Waddle was disgusting. They were the number one offense, and Georgia had the number one defense in the country. Both of them, number one offense in the country, number one defense in the country. So you think it's going to be a low-scoring game or it's going to be a, like a, a, you know, a hard-nosed bully ball game? Bama shook them up. Yeah. So now what I what I think is – so obviously Georgia lost. So I don't – and they I forgot they played so early. So I don't see two SEC teams sliding into the top four. Um, the, uh, well, maybe Florida. But we'll see because Florida's game got postponed. Maybe Florida, but here's the thing. Bama's probably going to stay number two unless Clemson just shits themselves one week. But it would be Clemson <laughs> one, Bama two. The only way another SEC team could get in is if Florida wins. But here's the thing. If Florida stays, what are they, three? So Georgia's obviously out of the top four, but Georgia and Florida have to play. So whoever wins that is going to get closer to the, to the number four spot. But mm-hmm. then eventually – Florida or Georgia is going to have to play Bama for the SEC championship. So if Georgia ends up, let's say Georgia beats Florida, Georgia ends up going to the SEC championship. If Georgia loses that, they're for sure out because they're not going to let a two-loss team lost to the same team into the top the top four. Now, if Florida beats Georgia and Florida goes to the SEC championship and Florida's number three, and let's say they stay undefeated, Bama stays undefeated, Bama beats Florida, there's a small chance that Florida only drops down to four if they're still at three, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I see two SEC teams making the top four. But some notable top 25 games, Clemson, when I say faded, like like Mert, like bro. gave him a three-piece chicken strips with a side of bacon, bro. No beverage. Faded Georgia Tech. <laughs> 73 to 7. Just destroyed. Why? Um, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why do you do it like that? <laughs> Look, Clemson's trying, trying to show the NCAA they are not playing no games this year. They yeah. are coming for that dream. Yeah. Dabo ain't playing. He said he no. wanted this year. He said last year he missed out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, And then North Carolina, I forget what rank they were. North Carolina lost to Florida State. They were number yeah, five, I think. Yeah, they were they were up there, and then Florida State wasn't even ranked. And then uh, U uh, UL Lafayette lost to Coastal Carolina, which I believe UL Lafayette was like twenty. They're like twenty one or twenty three, something like that. They were in the twenties. 
mm-hmm. they're definitely out of the top 25. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. You think Liberty will get into the top 25? 5-0 team that just beat Syracuse. Ooh. Who? Uh, who? I don't know who else they played, but it, I know it, that it, Syracuse win. Syracuse win at, at Syracuse's home. So, I don't know if is, that means anything, but, you know. I mean, well, it, I don't know if that means anything this year because of COVID. It depends if they had fans or not. But it depends who they beat prior to Syracuse and who they have the rest of the year. But if they stay undefeated, what conference are they in? I don't even or know they're, that. They're not, they're not even FBS, are they? I don't think so. Oh, that'd be tough because they're, 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 their strength of schedule is probably not that high compared to yeah. Power 5 schools. So it would depend. If they stay undefeated, they'll for sure slide in the top 25, but it would be like the 20s. But I'd, I'd have to see their schedule to really to really give you like a good synapses of probably where they would fit. But that is a good win for Liberty. Uh, Marshall is balling this year. I believe Marshall is still undefeated. And then Memphis – they beat you at uh, University of Central Florida. That was a good game because it came down to like the last minute. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we got NFL. First of all, before we even get to the NFL, I just want to say shout out to the Tits. <laughs> Derek Henry is running, running. Bro, what? Titans versus Houston. First of all, shout out to Houston. That was a good game. They had me a little nervous. I was sweating a little bit in the third quarter. Houston, they look good. I know they're not – they don't feel good because because I don't think they have, what, one win? They had coach got fired in the middle of the season, yada, 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 but they looked good. It was a good game. But that man, Derrick Henry. Bro, you talk about hitting the Two, holes and then seeing daylight and just gone <laughs> with 264 his... total yards 212 on the ground bro come on and now. then look if ryan fitzpatrick he's playing like he's playing i will take back everything i've said because remember before the season i was saying i didn't think he was that good he's mm-hmm. not i don't think he was a super bowl caliber quarterback i was saying at least i was saying that's how i felt at the time i did say that i believe he could get there because the whole play action. But that drive they had at the end where Derrick Henry wasn't even on the field or he wasn't getting the ball and it wasn't play action. It was just straight up spread offense, air him out, and he was airing out Houston. I was like, okay, all right, Ryan. All right, uh, Tannehill, go ahead then. Prove me wrong (laughs) because that man is balling right now. He is. Balling. I think – and and the thing about it too – Somebody asked me at work uh, the other day, just like, why do you think Ryan Tannehill is doing so good? And I was like, first thing, I was like, their offense seems like – I feel like their whole offense is, is run, ran around just run game and everything, and then, you know, the occasional pass. But Correct. another thing, too, is that people don't understand, like, when you get into, like, offenses and defenses, no matter the sport, basketball, football, even baseball has strategic strategies and stuff, believe it or not but they do. It's just, you just have to find that right person to fit that system. And it seems like Ryan Tannehill has fit that system for what they're needing. So, Oh yeah, for sure. He fits the system play act. Like you said, it's there's when people game plan against the Titans, they're so focused on Derrick Henry. So when the Titans get out there, if you ever pay attention, they try to run the shit out of the ball early. 
mm-hmm. to get Try them to tie you load. out. Right, tie you out, and they want to get you to load the box. So when you put your linebackers in the box and you run a play action, they think Derrick Henry's going to get it. You pull it out, and it's a pass. Well, they're at a disadvantage because the box is loaded, and then it's easier for the quarterback to throw it. Mm-hmm. And even then, I believe well, I believe another reason why Ryan Tannehill is, is, is playing so well is I, he seems like a coachable person. He's mm-hmm. another guy that takes criticism. And you got to think, Mike Virgil, that man is a mastermind coach. So I believe Ryan Tannehill is just being coachable, doing what he's going over film, doing what he's coached to do, doing watching film, knowing the tendencies, and he's just playing football like he's caught, like he's coached to play. So I, I feel like it's a combination of him being a great player, a good athlete, coachable, and knowing that he knows he's not a he's no he knows his limitations. He knows he's not a Lamar Jackson. He's knows he's, he knows he's not a a Russell Wilson. But he knows he's a ten- Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. so he's gonna do what Ryan Tannehill does, and that's why they've been so successful. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. But yeah, so, uh, you what'd you say? So I got a, a couple more things. All right, Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs. Mm. Power move, super power move, and then the Falcons. Uh, there's a rumor that the Falcons are looking at trading Julio, Julio Jones, arguably one of the arguably one of the top ten greatest receivers to ever play the game. Why? Like, why are you going one to- of Atlanta's greatest receivers to ever wear that jersey? But for some reason, they want to trade this man. Why do you want to get rid of your offense, your pass offense? <laughs> I have no idea. Why do you want to get rid of that? I don't know. I'm I'm not no. GM of any you know sports organization or anything, but that does not make any sense to me whatsoever. The same thing when they traded uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and everything. well, you see how that turned out. He yeah. got fired the next season. Well, you see how what happened to the uh, Falcons uh, head coach and uh, general manager? They got fired. So, well, obviously, whoever they replaced doesn't understand football because their offense isn't really the problem. It's their defense, if mm-hmm. we're being completely honest. Mm-hmm. But we they're, they're not ready for that conversation. That Well, when that conversation happens, if Julio gets traded, then uh, we'll give our two cents. So, <laughs> And where Julio goes is really going to shock the world, I feel like, too. So, oh, yeah, it, yeah, for sure. That's going to that's gonna be a – if he does get traded, what were you thinking that he might get traded to? Because I have no idea where he would go. It's hard to tell because I don't know anybody that can – because if he gets traded, whoever the trading is in that situation, they're going to have to give up so much. Yeah, because his, isn't his contract pretty pretty uh, expensive? It's stout. I believe he's <laughs> one of the top paid receivers in the league. Yeah, so if that happens, man, they're going to have to give up something. Well, they're going to have to give up, give up a lot, so – yeah, three three years, sixty six mil. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough, man. But uh, the Cowboys players' comments, man. You hear about that? Yeah, I'm talking about how like the coaches aren't prepared. Yeah, like that. totally unprepared. Can't adjust in games. Just aren't good at their job. Ooh. See, I think it's different when I feel like you know players say like, "Oh, coach made a bad decision. Coach did this. Coach did that." When a player says a coach is bad at their job, like I feel like that hits a little. 
that hits like the the touchy spots a little bit, you know. Yeah, it, it must. It's got that that locker room atmosphere has got to be bad. Yeah, it has to be because I feel like when you say they're not doing their job or they're bad at their job, I feel like that's just. I feel like that's damn near fighting words, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's just crazy. But I mean, you know, the, I mean, the, the organization obviously has seen a lot over the past, you know, few weeks losing Dak, um, big, 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 you know, upset and everything. So they're dealing with that. You know, I feel like it's just a lot of emotions. I'm, I'm, where I'm guessing from my, uh, what I've seen or heard, it just seems like it's just like a lot of emotions in the locker room. You know, losing your quarterback and then obviously not doing well. Um, NFC East is so bad right now. Um, it's so bad that the Cowboys are still number one. Yeah, and they're two and four right now. Yeah, and you got to think about it too, dude. Ezekiel Elliott, like you know, I feel like he's kind of like the second man in charge, I guess. You know, since Dak's out and. Did you see that game that he had last uh was it Yeah, yeah, was it three fumbles in a game? He had two. He had two fumbles two? I know for sure. He might have had three. I didn't I didn't watch the full game, but I mean, you know, just oh. it's just plays like that and everything. You, you don't see Ezekiel Elliott fumble like that back-to-back drives. You just don't see that at all. So you know something's going on. He's probably taking a lot of the pressure and everything cuz you know, he's the next man in line, I'm assuming. So I feel like he's just trying to do everything, but there's a reason why you got 10 other people on the field with you, you know? So, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, hopefully they can get that fixed and everything. Cause obviously you don't want to be talking about your coaches like that, even if they are, you know, not doing the best job, especially you don't want to get that out to the media. Cause that's just free game at that point. But, um, yeah, man. So I got a question finest. How do you feel about two again, the start over Fitzpatrick? Ah, see that, and, and, let, ah. and let me ask you about this. Let, let me give you my my point of it from my perspective. I was watching something on ESPN today. I forgot what show it was, but somebody that question actually came up. Somebody on I forgot who it was on there on the uh, show, but they said, "Why can't Tua sit out? Sit you know his first year and just learn?" They're like Patrick Mahomes did it. You know, they're like saying different stuff like that. So, what do, do you agree with that move? Like, what, what what do you what do you feel with that? Um, and I got another thing to say about it too, as well. My my thing is, okay. <sighs> so, here's my thing. First of all. Uh, I do believe Patrick Mahomes did – He, I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes did uh, sit back and learn his first year because mm-hmm. I don't after, believe – After he, Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, People when people try to say uh, Patrick Mahomes did it, well, that's because of an injury, a very serious injury. That's a little different than just what's going on with, uh, with Florida. Uh, but uh, here's – it's tough because one – all right, let's be honest. Marcus Fitzpatrick has been balling this year. Mm-hmm. He has he has over fifteen hundred yards in the first six games, and he has ten TDs and a passer rating of one hundred eighteen through the first six games. And they're three and three, which you know it could be worse. They're, it's they're, a they're good five, record for the Dolphins right, right. now. <laughs> exactly, they're five hundred. They're 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 right there. They're right where they need to be for right now. Okay. So what what bothers me is well here's the thing. Been on the outside looking in, it's hard for me to give an opinion because I'm not there at practice. Because what could be happening 
is yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is balling, but Tua could be doing some unrealistic, like superhuman stuff in practice. And the coaches are like, oh man, we got to find a way to get him on the field. Like, you know what I'm saying? He could be doing that next level stuff during practice. And we don't see that, which that's what I hope is happening. Cause I don't know. I don't want this to be a, of people of them just you know filling into the hype of Tua and and just throwing him out there because they think he can play better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, so they're just throwing him out there. That's what I don't want because if that's the case, then you're right. He should just sit back, learn learn the game, learn from Ryan Fitzpatrick, and when it's his time, he can ball. But to take a guy that's putting up numbers like this, he's he's completing over seventy percent mm-hmm. of his passes. That's a high percentage. For the whole season, not a game, but for the whole season so far, he's completed over 70% of his passes. So it's not like he's out there shitting himself or, like, playing terrible. He, You know, he's playing good. He's arguably top 10 quarterback in the league right now, arguably. Mm-hmm. But looking at the stats, you could argue that. So I, I don't know how I feel about this because Tua got in. Mm-hmm. He only had nine passing yards. Mm-hmm. He threw one pass for, for nine yards. His his quarterback rating was ninety five, not one eighteen. So, ah, I don't know. I don't like it so far, but you know, next game the after their bye week, if Tua comes out and he just tears up the field, then we'll know mm-hmm. he was out practicing Ryan Fitzpatrick. So we won't know till then. But if he goes out and he's not playing at the same level of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then it's literally just them just trying to invest yeah. in their young quarterback. And the thing now, too, I gotta say, I feel like another thing is is like two was drafted first round, first round, fifth pick. I feel like when you draft a quarterback that high, I feel like you already have the expectations that you need them to come in and produce if you're gonna draft them that high, especially a quarterback, you know? Um Oh yeah, I mean they—they're yeah—they're trying to get their money's worth because they're paying them. If he's first round, he, they're paying his contract's probably what? What do yeah. you go fifth? Fifth overall pick? No, yeah, first no, round, no. fifth pick. Where do you go? But yeah. first round, they're fifth pick. So they're—they're they're paying them money. Uh, his, yeah, he, they're paying them thirty mil. So they're gonna get there. They're not just—they're just when you're paying somebody that much money. It's hard to just sit them on the bench. Yeah, you got to pay definitely. them $30 million. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Film. So, look, look, look. We got some some good film stuff coming. So, Marvel. I'm so excited for this. So, Marvel is introducing uh, the, so, you know, the Spideyverse. It's basically the multiverse, but it's, like, specifically with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man's, like, story or whatever. So, Tobey Maguire, who played the original Spider-Man when we were kids and then you got uh andrew garfield who played the reboot uh of the other spider-man with uh with like jamie fox is in the when he was like electro or whatever so mcu is gonna have toby mcguire play that spider-man and on uh andrew garfield play his spider-man and all three of them are gonna end up in a movie together with tom holland so it's gonna be basically and dr strange is another main character so basically how it works in the comics is Doctor Strange. Something happens, and Doctor Strange needs more than one Spider-Man, basically. So he's got he meets up with Tom Holland because that's the Spider-Man in his universe. Then he goes to another universe where Tobey Maguire is that Spider-Man, or that character. He's the, playing that Spider-Man. 
and Andrew Garfield is playing that other Spider-Man, and he gets all three of them together to beat a common enemy that requires three Spider-Mans, basically. And they're actually going to, they're planning on this for an actual Spider-Man movie. So I think it's a huge smart move for Marvel. One, because it just sounds awesome. And two, they're going to appeal to every age demographic. So people that are older, it, the Tobey Maguire is going to appeal to them. Because the older people, like our age and older, don't really like Tom Holland. Well, I like Tom Holland, but they don't really like the Tom Holland Spider-Man because, you know, he gets younger and younger as they keep rebooting it. Because Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man mm-hmm. was in college, and in Spider-Man 3, he's done with college. And uh, Andrew Garfield is in high school. Uh, is he in high school? And I think he's in, he's in co- high school, college-ish. Tom Holland, he's even younger. So, but they're they're gonna appeal to every. So, if you liked Andrew Garfield Spider Man, you know it appeals to everybody that's a big fan of Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like it's a, a smooth move from Marvel. And then DC, they're they're casting Michael B. Jordan to play yeah, Static right, Shock in a live act. So you remember Static Shock, the cartoon? Yeah. So they got Michael B. Jordan is playing Static Shock in a live action movie, which he's a DC character. So hopefully they don't screw this up because, you know, DC has a tendency to mess things up. But hopefully they get the same directors and producers from Wonder Woman or Aquaman to do it or Joker. Then it'll probably turn out to be a good movie. But that's the stuff that's going on in (coughs) the the movie realm that I've been keeping up with. Nah, bro, don't do you that. Got, don't do that. You got it's kind of funny you say that. Well, not funny, but um, the office that I work in, not the space that I work in, but supposedly there was some uh, COVID in there. So kind of funny that you brought that up because they said that they said that in the office last week. So, <laughs> but man, uh, so for everybody knows, you know, I'm a huge docu series guy. I love documentaries. Doesn't really pertain to any specific subject but uh netflix has this new uh docuseries out i think it's a four-part series i've only watched two um it's it's called uh the playbook coaches rules uh rules for life they got um serena williams coach doc rivers uh don staley yeah don staley which is the uh head coach of the women's basketball at south carolina and there's another tennis coach i believe too I want to say it's Serena Williams' coach again, but I'm not too for sure. But don't hold me on that. But uh, the episodes that I watched were uh, Doc Rivers and uh, Don Staley, um, just because, you know, they were basketball and kind of interest me, you know, since I I love basketball and all that. But, uh, but yeah, man, Doc Rivers' uh, story in it is actually very, you know, interesting. He obviously talks about him being a coach, his rise to coach and everything. Um, and obviously talks about the, you know, the whole Donald Sterling thing too, and, you know, just how, um, and one thing I don't think people really realize, uh, about that whole situation, that was right in the middle of playoffs too. So if you know, playoff basketball, you know, that's the crucial time of the year. And then having something like that come up, you know, that's obviously gonna, you know, screw yeah. with, uh, the playing and everything, just the whole mojo with the whole organization. So he goes into deep detail about that, how he handle it as a coach and then just, you know, just a part of, of the organization and being, I guess, you know, that, you know, that head image of the Clippers organization, you know, since he was the head coach during that time. Um, Don uh, Staley, uh, that episode, I think is the last episode of the docuseries, I believe. But um, 
she basically goes into t- talking about, you know, her playing career at Virginia Tech. She's always been a winner. Uh, if you look at the, the episode, she's always been a winner. But the thing that she fell short of, she's never been a champion. You know, she's always felt short. So through the whole series, she's talking about, you know, her coaching style and how she motivates people. And which is actually just a really interesting approach that I would say that she takes to the game and everything um, and all that. So shout out to, uh, you know, them and uh, obviously the uh, docuseries on Netflix. Very interesting. I'm going to finish it up and watch the uh, tennis part of it. Come back next week and tell you all about that, too. But both of those series are very uh, well, not series. Both of those episodes are very interesting. Take a look at it and uh, go from there, man. Yeah, it's it, the the Don the yeah, uh, the Don Staley one is very very interesting, man. Just you know, just about her life and it's just the coaching aspect that you know, just her philosophy and how she approaches it is just very interesting to me. Especially you know, just from like a women's basketball perspective, you know. But um, yeah, it's interesting, man. So y'all go check that out and everything. But uh, we're going down to this little music section that I got. All right, for the people that love Kendrick, CDE, all that, uh, I saw some uh, confirms that, uh, you know, Kendrick is dropping a new album, in parentheses, soon, soon. So for y'all Kendrick Lamar fans, you know, stay tuned. You know, he only drops projects, you know, every few so often, but he never misses, though, so... (laughs) Yeah, soon, soon sounds like it's either gonna be <laughs> or next this year. weekend or, or next, next year. <laughs> but uh, also, so. dude, which is very interesting about Kendrick Lamar, yeah. uh, it was in um, an article. They said that would he ever make a part two of Good Kid, Mad City, and he said he would never do that. And well, what do you think about that, man? Do you think he should? Like, do you do, do you probably have like a a reason why he won't? I kind of got a I kind of got like a uh, an idea of why he won't. Um, I don't. Well, here's my thing. I don't think he should. Okay, so good. From top good to kid, bottom. City, storytelling. That's, what I, that's right? how. That's how I would describe like, it. Storytelling. Like ex- exactly. Basic. Basically perfect. That? You know how hard it is to replicate to follow <laughs> that up. Exactly. So I feel like the reason why he doesn't would never make a part two is either because his the first mm-hmm. one was so good, there's no way it could even compare. And if, if you can't, you know, if, yeah, if it's that, that good, don't even mess with a part two. Because I feel like since it since it's the part two, everybody's going to compare it to part one. Just like if you make uh uh, a part two or like a sequel to any movie like like let's take Incredibles for example Incredibles the first one phenomenal right masterpiece mm-hmm. second one eh. yeah mm, I, I, not so good because everybody compares it to the first one and since it's not as good as the first one it makes it seem even worse than it really is if you were to look at it just as a standalone movie or just as a standalone project so I feel like that's probably why he said he won't, and if I think the why, thing too is just should. obviously I like that was one of his first albums, right? That was like his first. Was was that? Yeah, I think that was his first big album. Like, I want to say big, hit, um, big album. 
And another thing, too, is just, like, obviously, you know, uh, when he was writing that, you know, artists go through different stuff during different time periods and stuff. So, you know, like we said, you know, you can't replicate that because the things that he was going through while he was making that album, he's probably not dealing with those same issues right now as he's, you know, later on in his career more successful and obviously well, well more known and everything like that, too. So, and another thing, too, is that... uh I got a really big thing on like artists when they first have that first like album, like when they first drop their first, like their first set album, not a mixtape, not nothing on spin really like a first album project. I feel like always that they can't like, that's like their foundation, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's like their foundation and they don't really want to go back to that foundation because they want to, you know, venture off into, you know, different, different, not music genres, but like different sounds and, you know, try to make them sound, you know, get more fan base, I guess. They, obviously when you're an artist or anything, you don't want to stick to one target group, you know? So, and obviously, you know, we've obviously heard his music change yeah. over the years and everything. So, you know, that's another thing too. So, so good kid, Matt city two is not, not in production people. Sorry to bust your bubble, but <laughs> so uh we getting to lunch tables bro all right yes sir what hold on how many you yes got? sir Ooh. but look Damn. i gotta i gotta so i got a big list <laughs> he's he gonna hit you with some marble but, stuff but i ain't gonna but no 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 but wait i got no i got a big list but it's my list of all of them oh like, like it's like my total list so I'm only going to do like two or three a week because I'm going to just bet, keep bet, adding. I, so I always have some kind of thing. So I'm only going to, I'll probably only do two a week. Yeah. So I I get, that. Unless I my you list want me to go first? Because I still got to bring up this question from last week. All right. Yeah, so yeah, last yeah, week yeah. I asked the question, uh, yeah. is humanity um, headed in the right, uh, in the right or wrong direction? And what do we say, Finest? Just, just as humans, you know, we think we're going in the right direction, but when we put society in it, it was a whole different ball game. You said so. What so 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 so? Yeah. What's your what, what's your take on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, what are you humanity asking? heading in the right direction as a society? But there's still that I thing wanna, in the back I of your mind that's say saying no. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I really want to say we are, but then when I really yeah. get to thinking <laughs> about it, like be on, like, come on, fine, let's be honest. Come on. I'm, it's like I'm not re- here. Here. Uh, so as a society, I will say, as 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 a, <laughs> as a community. I can't even say that. What, what I'm what I'm trying to say is like I believe the people have the good like the general population, like the general public. I feel like it's trying to go in the right directions because you know, you know, people are starting to be more inclusive. People, you know, nowadays people are trying to make sure everybody's involved, regard regardless of race, sex, uh, orientation, whatever, whatever. But yeah. I feel like the system of our society isn't. If that makes sense, like, 
we still got people in power that are homophobic. We still have people in power that that literally are scared shitless of somebody with dark skin. Like we have people in power don't that, want to do the right thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That they don't ex- exactly. Like we got people that there's people in power that still have those prejudice, racist, and sexist. Like there's people in power that don't believe women should have the right to do their like do stuff to their with their own body. Like there's men that there's people there's men, people in power, especially men that believe that women shouldn't be on the same level as them. And until we get those people out of these positions of power, I don't care how much we want to move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I don't believe our society as a whole will. Even though I feel like the general people do. But the the system, the systemic, the system itself and the people in power in this system is what's holding us back. That That's kind of why i want mm-hmm. to say yeah definitely. no but i want to say yes but just to answer your question straight up yeah i, I agree said, with society, everything you said 110,000 percent so you got that one out the way we got uh three more on these uh yes sir yes sir oh you got you brought <laughs> yeah. four? Oh. <laughs> all right man all right all right all right. Okay. Next question. question two. Dose. Does the study of philosophy ever lead to answers or more questions? Oh. More. Um, more questions. Because it's all I'll off of ideas. Like, because... I feel like philosophy is all off of like the basis well, off of uh, ideas and like morals and ethical. Like there's a bunch of stuff that go into like philosophy and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so I'll say it elite. I'll say. So I believe it can lead to it. It can lead to answers, but as a whole, generally, usually when something gets answered, it will result in another question. Or if something doesn't get answered, there'll still be more. So as a whole, I believe it will lead to more questions than it will answer that get answered or questions that get answered. Like, just based off of what I just said, it's all off of ideas and, you know, morals and ethicals and everybody's morals and ethical beliefs aren't aligned with everybody else's. So they're all different. And that's, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. That really depends my, my opinion. It's totally my opinion. I really feel like your ethical and moral beliefs come from, you know, your family, who you're around, who basically who you're surrounded by and who you hang out with. Um, I feel like that's a big contribution, but uh, yeah, all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Tris, three, uh, does jealousy have the value in driving humans to improve themselves, or is it purely negative emotions? <laughs> yes, sir. Ooh, God damn, all right, all right, all right. So, so read that Does to me jealousy one more time. Have the value in driving humans to improve themselves, or is it purely negative emotions? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I feel like it depends on the situation. And I'm gonna say so. Uh, so, as yeah, an example. So, for sure. Let's say like, let's say like you're hanging out with your boys or something like that, and they. This is this is an example. This is a wild example. Uh, your boy pulls up in like the new Camaro, or whatever, and he's like, he's like <laughs> or something like that. He pulls up in the new Camaro, he does a new one, the new, new, 
The new one? <laughs> that one look like a Ferrari. So, your boy pulls up in a new Camaro, right? He's like, oh, bro, check out my whip. Uh, yada, 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 all that. And, you know, you look at it and you're just like, you kind of get jealous. Like, you know, you get pissed off because you get pissed off because, one, Damn, you want that. Second, you can't have that because either you don't have enough money or you just don't work your ass off to get that. Um, third, uh, really don't know but those are the two things that i really think uh you know that go that play into that the negative emotion side of it you know you wishing that you could have something that somebody else has but you can't get that just because based off you know income whatever it may be now you transition that into like work or something let's say like you work in sales or something like that and you work next to somebody that just got five new clients or something like that that's more of like I feel like that's more of the positivity part of it and, you know, improving them, like, you know, like I said, improving people's, you know, self and everything like that. Um, I feel like that's like a driving thing, you know, like in a workforce, you know, you see somebody. Yeah. Motivation basically is just like, Oh man, like, like motivation next to me, got five stars. Let, yeah, you know, let me ask him, you know, what tactics he did, you know, to get those five stars. Like what did he do? You know what I'm saying? Is that, is that, uh, you know, those two different situations that I think really kind of separate, you know, the question and everything. So what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I agree with that. It's interesting you said that because like you said, I feel like it comes down to the person and how they react to that emotion. Cause like you said, some people, some people, when they feel jealousy, their reaction is like, or it's like, what? It's oh, almost hi, like oh, an insecurity kind of thing or like a, <laughs> Yeah, or like you know, some people they they lash out when they're jealous, or they hey like like you know, let's say like you said they pull up in the car and and it's clean, and then and then you're you're jealous, but you're like, ah oh, man, that car's not really worth the money, you know, it really ain't shit. You yeah. should have just got you a Lambo if you're gonna drop all that money, you know what I'm saying? Like people get to doing that, so there's that, and then like you said, you know, let's say your buddy pulls up in the in a the the new Camaro or the the Camaro, the new Corvette, and you look at it like oh. Hey, he goes, bro, it's a nice car. I'm just, you know, I wish I had the car. And he goes, oh, yeah, man, it's yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, you go home. Let's say, let's say you work in, I don't know, you work in some commission base, right? Like, let's say you work in real estate, I don't know, something. And you're like, man, I really want that car. And so you use that to motivate, all right, I'm going to get on it this week. I'm going to try to sell this many houses by then. And I'm going to try to mm-hmm. save up to get that car or to get the car I want. To, you know what I'm saying? it can be used as a motivator. I feel like it just depends on what kind of jealousy or the, yeah. rea- the it comes down to the person, I believe. Cause for me, I use yeah. I, one, I don't really, I'm not really a jealous person to be honest. Like, but if I, if I do have, I kind of turn my jealousy into being happy for like, if somebody has stuff like my, one of my favorite cars mm-hmm. of all time is Alexis RCF. Right. And like, if if let's say I were to go, let's say I come home in December and I come home and you pull up in Alexis <laughs> I'm gonna be dummy jealous, but at the same time I'm gonna dap you up and be yeah. so happy for uh-huh. you because that is a clean ass car. You know what I'm saying? So my jealousy isn't like an envy type jealousy. It's a damn. I'm I'm I can't wait to get where you're at, and I use that as motivation to get there. So in the next couple of years or so. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep grinding, keep grinding, and then when I come back home, I'm gonna drive home and I'm gonna pull up in the RCF. Yeah. And we both ride in the RCF. So you see what I'm saying? It's 
that's just me. But you know, you got those people that are like, you know, that see it. It's an envy, like a, oh, you ain't, you know, that ain't really shit. Or they try to downplay it, or they try to take. That's you know, not needed. That's just not extra needed. bullshit. That's, that's not. <laughs> yeah, facts, that's just man. Bullshit. Facts. And like yeah. you said, man, I feel like it comes down to the person, and oh, obviously, you know, the overall situation. So, definitely, man, definitely. Uh, last, last question: Is privacy right? Yeah. Is privacy right? Well, now you what kind about of that, privacy? then that kind of throws it a little curveball. So, well, what, <laughs> like, just privacy is just, like, <laughs> damn. Yeah, you don't stop me yeah, with one. I didn't uh, stop you with a quick. Well, with, so privacy, I, see, privacy gets tricky because. As a minor, like when I was at my parents' house, mm-hmm. I didn't have the same amount of privacy I do now because I didn't have the right to the amount of privacy that I have now. You know, I lived in my parents' house. It was their house, their rules. I wasn't paying rent. Now, obviously, you know, my parents aren't, you know, dictators. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, I had a door. Well, I had a, I had a door. Same here. I, had a, same I got here. in trouble once I got the door taken off. But, uh, but, uh, you know, I had a door to my room. You know, I could close the door when I went to use the bathroom. So, like, I had privacy, but, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't have, like, locking the door back home when I was mm-hmm. in high school, when I was growing up. No, no, no. You don't lock the door in my dad's house. You can close mm-hmm. the door, but you're not going to lock no door in my dad's house. But that's his house. I respected, well, when I was old enough to understand, I respected that. And I did. Yeah. Obviously, now, when I took a shit in the bathroom, I locked the door. I'm talking about, like, my bedroom. My bedroom, we don't lock the door because it's my dad's house. So privacy as a minor in my parents' house is different from now. I own, well, I rent my place. So as long as I'm paying rent, I own the stuff in my apartment. So if you come to my apartment, you're not going to go in my, I I live in a one-bedroom apartment. You're not Mm going to go in my bedroom and lock the door and lock me out because you need privacy. No, 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 sir. No, sir. That don't work here. Bathroom, mm-hmm. you're good because I give you the, the 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 government clearance for that. You know, so it gets tricky because I feel like mm-hmm. privacy is all relative to your domain. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, yeah, I feel like it's relative to to your domain. If you own this property, you can put up a wall as tall as you can afford. You can put up security. You can have the biggest, baddest locks. You can basically live in a safe if you want. If you own that property, but you can't go do stuff mm-hmm. like that out in public or in other people's houses. So privacy like that, I feel is right. And then cyber privacy, I believe everybody should have the fullest amount of mm-hmm. privacy cyber wise as possible. Like, you know, you, you, you know, I feel like nobody has the right to go into your iCloud, <laughs> and look at all the, the news. Now, okay. So, so you're talking about that type of privacy and everything. What about like work yeah. privacy? Like, Well, work privacy, you're at the whim of your job. Because when you sign yeah. up, you got no, you get, first of all, you got to know what you're signing up for. That's, that's because, like, uh, I, I'm a, I'm, te- I'm an employee at UTSA. So at UTSA, my desktop on campus has, has, has faculty clearance. So there's certain things I can access that a regular student can't because mm-hmm. my lap, my desktop has clearance for it, right? But that also means that there's certain things I can and cannot they do got it on my computer 
at UTSA. Obviously, I can't get on porn. I can't. I I can't. I there's a there's a lot of things I can't. When I'm on my desktop, I can't work on. A, let's say I had another job that involved my that involved using a computer. Um, I I read through the contract UTSA. I can't work on another job at using my UTSA laptop during my UTSA hours. So I'm and I'm only mm-hmm. do at, I'm only at my office during my hours. So if I'm at UTSA on campus, I can't use that for another job because that's and that deals with privacy because mm-hmm. they can you know they obviously get they see what I'm doing because I'm I'm connected to their server. So when it comes to a workplace. Know what you're signing up for. Actually, read through the contract or have a lawyer read through your contract. If there's a con, which there should be a contract that you have to sign. Read all that. And two, just be a professional, appropriate. You know, if you're at a job where you got to use a laptop or a computer, and you're watching, I don't know, videos of people getting in fights or breaking their arms, like just just do better. It's that you're in a workplace environment. Wait till you get home for that. Or yeah, get off the Wi-Fi and definitely. watch on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool, cool, it, cool, it gets, cool. Well, that's sticky. all I got for this uh, this episode. So, what you got? All right, bet. All right, mine are a little quicker. So, number one, if you want, if yeah. you win, if you won the lottery tomorrow, and I'm talking about Ooh. jackpot, like we're talking two hundred plus million. What does your life look like? Like. What's so this happens tomorrow? No, this this happens tonight. What does your life look like? Like as of right now, what are you changing, and and what are things you keep or if you keep okay. the same? What, uh, what changes is obviously where I'm living. <laughs> That's definitely, huh? Where am I heading? Where you, where are you headed? Man, yeah. To be honest, I got three places in mind if I ever do hit the lottery. I'm either going to Arizona, I'm going uh, or I'm going up to Philly, because I love the Philadelphia area. I just love it for some reason. I don't know. It's just I just love it. Third option, probably going to Florida. <laughs> to be honest, um, that's the things that I would change. Uh, change um, now the things that I wouldn't change. Obviously, the people that you know I surround myself with. Uh, the people that I talk to every day. Uh, I don't know, man. There's really not too much change, and there's not really too much. Like so, so yeah. Like, like so, but so, so you're so you're moving. All right. So one thing that you say you're moving. So oh yeah, you know, you still move, wor- no, 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 no. I'm still working like, because like, what are you doing? Because one thing is just like when you get that money, people think that you know you can just chill and. You know, just live off of that and just spend it freely. That that if you do that, that money's gonna run out soon, like very quick, very very quick. But my thing is, is that if I had that money, I would still work the same job that I'm working right now. If they did have like an office or something in one of those uh, places, still gonna live a regular. I wouldn't say a regular lifestyle. I obviously have some nice things. Obviously, a nicer car. Obviously, a nicer house. But just my like like living like means and everything i'm not gonna go out and you know overdo it acting like i'm like some celebrity or something you know going buying designer stuff going out to most extravagant places like i'm still gonna go eat at mcdonald's and stuff like that you know it's like my lifestyle won't change it's just my house and car will (laughs) so um 
and obviously, you know, like I okay. still do the okay. same things, you know, go play basketball, work out. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to change like my whole living and change who I am, you know. So, what about you? All right. So for me, kind of the same boat. Um, I wouldn't move just yet. If I won the lottery and I had all this money tomorrow, I'd probably pay out the rest of my rent here and I'd probably find me a nice, not a big house, but a nice house, obviously a bigger than where I'm at now, maybe like a two, three bedroom house or whatever and move there, but still go to school. I'm still going to go ahead and finish my, get my PhD, yada, yada. I'd probably buy, I'd keep the car I have now. I'd <laughs> buy a nice ass car, probably a Lexus RCF. Go ahead and do that. Um, okay. Pre-order the iPhone 12. Okay, just get that out the way. PS5. Probably buy a few hundred pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, PS5 pre-ordered for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I would obviously put in my two-week notice for Pizza Hut. And, <laughs> and besides that, I'm pretty much doing the same, you know, like you said, I'm going, still working out, still going to go bike in the morning. Ooh, yeah, I just... I'd have to drive to the to the thing, but yeah, I still bike in the morning, and then uh, I would invest an absolute shit ton of the money that I got from Lottie. Just uh, just a ridiculous amount of it. I'd probably like if it was two hundred million between moving with the house, the car, because RCF they're not even that expensive. I think you can buy the base model for like sixty five thousand, so it's not like it's a dumb. I'd probably get the mm-hmm. track version, which is like a hundred and ten thousand. But out of two hundred million, that's literally nothing. So I'd probably get that between moving, let's say three hundred thousand, so two, let's say hundred, so that's four hundred thousand. Let's say I do shoes. We're talking a few thousand. You literally like thought about this. Shoes. You have thought we'll about round this. Round up, up to to five. Like, I haven't thought about it at all. Well, obviously well, you presented the question to me just now. Well, but. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, since I came up with the question, I thought about it. But like you know, two thousand. So like we're. Say, all said and done from moving, car, house, shoes, and then, you know, maybe some jewelry, but nothing too expensive. We're talking maybe 500000 mm-hmm. tops, maybe 600000 tops. So let's just round everything. Let's just round all that up to a million just to make the math super easy. So I'm left with $199 million. Out of all of that, I'd probably invest yeah, 150 definitely. of it. Like, like straight up invest 150 of it. And then the other, the other 49, ooh, what's that math? Yeah. 49, right? Yeah. The other 49 mil, I'll just keep it in the bank and just live off that <laughs> until just whenever. Oh no, I probably, I yeah. probably open up my own gym. I'd either try to buy, I try to buy out the gold's gym that I go to and just keep the same management or I'd open up my own gym and hire people to run it. And then I'd probably, for my house, I'd get a big enough house to have my own podcast studio and have, like, a, a legit-ass studio. But that's, that's pretty much it. Nothing, like, I'd still mm-hmm. be going to UTSA. I'd still be doing classes and all this stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing yeah, with me, day I'll day. open up, since you kind of got a little bit more into it than I did, I'll probably open up, uh, you know, my own sports complex gym, hold AU tournaments, all that stuff. Um Obviously, like I said, I wanted to get back into school, finish my master's, so I'd definitely do that too as well. And then after that, man, yeah, for real, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, you do whatever point, you want. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, start the foundation like we talked about a few podcasts ago and everything. That would be a perfect, you know, perfect way to start that up. So, just just to let you know, man, if I do hit this uh, lotto, like, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone, man. I'm gone. <laughs> What's yeah. next, man? What else you got? For sure. All right, last one. So here's this. It's kind of a would you rather? Uh, would and this is this goes for football and basketball. So you gotta give your answer for each if it's different. Would you rather be a Hall of Famer with no rings, or a role player, a starter, but a role player with five rings? Hmm. So which sport are we talking about first? Basketball. Uh, we'll go basketball. I'm taking the five rings role player. Mm-hmm. Ooh, really? I'm the opposite. I'm taking the Hall of Famer with no ring. All right, now let me ask you this. For the Hall of Famer, we're talking like you're right. Oh, I'm Top taking that. I'm taking time. that. I'm, I'm taking that because my name like is up, up there with, with the great. So you're my name has with... to be up there in the conversation too. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so if it's up there in the conversation, like, like when people are yeah. debating MJ yeah, LeBron, definitely. they're also debating Calvin, like type shit. Okay, so yeah. But if you're a regular Hall of Famer, you take the five rings. Okay, I'm the opposite. I'm taking the Hall. Well, regardless of top greatest or not, if I'm Hall of Famer, period, I'm taking the no rings over the role player. But with football, I'm doing the opposite. I'll take the five rings as a starter, and instead of mm-hmm. the Hall of Famer with no rings for football. Uh, what are you doing for football? I think I'm probably going to go with the rings too, man. I think I'm probably going to go with the rings. Okay. All right. Mark these off. All righty. That was pretty smooth. That's all I got. You got any? Oh, any you don't. La- any question? last one that popped up your head? Oh, I thought you were going to give me another one. Yes, I thought you were going to do another. You said two I to three. You I'm, I'm only doing do two, one. but it's all good. Well, I I was going to do. I'm going to do oh, three okay, where my okay, list okay. is really long, but it's not that long. So, like by next week, I might do three because I'm going to try to have like ten or fifteen by next week, and just you know, add every week, try to add some every day, and just do two or three. Oh. Um, when we do our what you call it, that way I always got some. So if ever one week I forget to write stuff down, I got okay. some in my cool, in cool, the, cool. In the hat. You know, but saying? nah, man, I ain't got nothing else, dude. To be honest, but next week I'm gonna come back with some more fire stuff. So, all right, bet. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of any closer announcements. Uh, peoples, I got my. Clothing brand back up and running because of COVID. I had to basically shut it down. I had to put it on pause. But if you want to check out some of the merch, I've also done some repricing. I was able to get the pricing down on a bunch of shirts. I got shirts on there for $9. Check it out. Go to ivfitnesstraining.com. I changed the name to ivfitnesstraining.com. Or go to follow me on Instagram, FLS, the number four swag, and check out my links in my bio. You can also check out the well, I guess you listen to the podcast. My podcast link, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube channel, all that good stuff is on there. Um, if you guys want to hit us with any suggestions or talk about anything, hit us up on our socials or 
You can email us at ivytalkspodcast at gmail.com. Just uh, like the last podcast, man. Do what you got to do. Stay out the way and be safe, obviously. For sure. Stay blessed. Yeah. Hope everybody comes across a ton yes. of money and happiness. Peace, love, and happiness. Sacrifice and play this game I done prayed that my life would never be the same I done prayed